my man, my mellow. Get on the mic because I know you eat jello. Jay, start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living it, one who's a rapper and one who is not. Why is this? Sherry, the non-rapper, the non-rapper. And co-founder of Location Indie. Why is this theme coming up, you know, of these four videos? This Lifestyle Launch Series has been a blast. And now I feel like, you know, you never know where these podcasts... By the way, I'm Jason Moore, co-founder of Location Indie as well. You never know where these things are going to go. We keep talking about... I think you want me to revive this high school rap career I had. Well, you're the one who decided to rap at the beginning of this podcast. I think it's because you're rocking a bandana. I I feel like... (laughs) You throw this bandana on, and all of a sudden, like this, this different persona comes out. This like grittier Jason Moore. I'll tell you what, man. I I was listening to some hip hop recently. I'm like, you know, it just gets me going. You know, have you ever heard Jurassic Five? I have heard Jurassic. Have 5, Have you heard yes. the song "The Game"? It's kind of like basketball lingo, but taken to the rap. Sort of, dude. You know me in pop culture. Like I'm the worst human to ask about anything. With pop. <laughs> well, anyway, man. TV, movies. Don't ask me I'll about it. I do it know Forrest you. Gump though. Gets me fired up. You do know about Forrest Gump. I mean, unless you've been living in a cave, you better know about Forrest Gump. Which I guess is just an inside joke that probably no one's going to know about. But um, <laughs> before this podcast, we were talking. Someone should make a YouTube channel where it's just. Forrest Gump goes to camp and it's like a three minute short. And then Forrest Gump plays the trumpet and it's a three minute short. I think that'd be really funny. I think it would be hilarious. And uh, every time I hear, well, I don't know, this is going too far off on this tangent. We got a lot to cover today. Forrest Gump does a rap video. <laughs> that would be funny. Maybe we just make a one off. That's it. <laughs> So if you guys haven't joined us, we, we do have a lot to cover today, Jay. If, they, if you haven't joined us before, this is the fourth podcast in our special session, the Lifestyle Launch Sessions, which if you haven't listened to one, two, and three, I would suggest before you get too deep into this one, you go listen to those because we are building on a theme here. And that theme is that we are teaching you how to launch a location-independent lifestyle business in one weekend. So We took it kind of in chronological order of what you should be doing in one, two, and three. Now we're at the fourth part. So if you haven't heard those, suggest you go listen to them. And uh, the Location Indie podcast as a whole, if you haven't listened before, we start the timer because we're only giving ourselves 30 minutes to dig into this. And we're trying to hold ourselves to 30 minutes because we like to chat a lot. By the way, you may have noticed uh, this is a new podcast for us. Travis and I both moonlight on travel podcasts. Travis hosts the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast. I host Zero to Travel. And we love talking about this location-dependent stuff, and we wanted to bring it onto its own podcast just because there's so much to cover. And we want to know what you guys think, what you think. So get in touch. Our email is team at locationindie.com. We're on Twitter at locationindie, too. I mean, we just want to know if you're vibing the show, what you want us to cover, there's a lot, a ton around location independence, uh, running a business from the road. And I, I think the 
you know, that's why we have spun this off into its own podcast. So uh, really would love to hear your feedback and what you want us to bring to you because this show is for you. So let us know. Jason's going to write a rap video about what you guys want to know about location independence. I'm going to write you a video. Put it on the board or write, <laughs> write rap lyrics and film a video. I don't know. Um, yeah, it is. It's about, it's about the location independent lifestyle. The reason we do it too, Jay, is because I think there's a lot of myth mythology around it or mystique is a better word around location independent lifestyle. I mean, it's awesome. That's why we are champions of it. You know, uh, you know, we don't, want to live a traditional lifestyle. If you're listening to this, you probably don't as well. We believe on betting on ourselves and and getting to live where we want and having time freedom and location freedom and financial freedom, but it's not easy. And so I think it's great to come with the idea and, and to have the idea of what that is and say, yes, I want that. But it's even better to kind of know what you're going to get into and kind and see the obstacles and pitfalls that um, a lot of us like that that we go through us too, so that you don't think it's always going to be perfect, and then when it's not, give up because there's a lot of things that come up. So that's why we have the whole no holds barred look at it because we're going to sometimes be super positive most of the time, but there's going to be times where we, you know, complain and and cry and become little babies about stuff that's hard, and so you know that it's it's not always the easiest thing in the world to do, but it's well worth it. There's so much to the lifestyle, and a lot of it is that balance, right? The work, life, travel, balance. And I think it is important to know there's there are a lot of people out there, you know, we we have a community about this, we write about this, and that's why we want to bring people together because uh, you do need to support. It's going to be uh, one of the things that we talk about in this show. Um, but I think the other thing is, you know, you can do it in your own way and there's no one set right way. So we give a lot of actionable things that we know have worked, but of course you can morph that and twist it and make it your own, you know, take strategies, overarching strategies and implement them in your style or do it in your own way. Or, you know, everything hasn't been thought of. That's the thing. I think the perception is, is where I'm going with this is when you get online, you read a lot of different blogs and websites, different things like people are sharing the things that have worked for them, but it's not the end all be all. There's a lot of different things that you can do in different ways and still make this work. That's what's exciting about it. And that's why I love being around people who are either starting, like are on the path towards location independence or want to be, you know, either they're start, they want to start, they're on the path towards it or they've already achieved it. Because what you see is everyone doing things in their own way, but going after a common goal. And that's interesting because both you and I, we, we have similar, somewhat similar paths in that, you know, we had travel websites, travel podcasts, this and that, but there's so many ways to go about it. Like a uh, member of Location A Cliff who's doing taxes and, and accounting and stuff for location independent people. Like that's Digital nomad rich- accounting. Yeah, digital nomad accounting. Like I would never want to do accounting and no one would ever want me to do their accounting because there's going to be a lot of mistakes on there. So like for people with different mindsets, it's it's just interesting to see all the learning styles. Yeah, the Amazon FBA thing. I don't even know anything about that. We're doing a, a members thing on that this month uh, with Heath, who's been in the community for a while. Like that's a whole other thing that we're going to learn about. So it's right. like, yeah. Buying there's... and selling on Amazon and making money, like big money, um, potentially buying and selling and reselling stuff on Amazon, which yeah, neither of us are in that game. Yeah, but I think everybody here is the one uniting factor is we all love to travel. 
Yeah, and, and it's it's that freedom. I mean, that's what it all boils down to, right? Is those three freedoms. Financial freedom, which doesn't mean you're making millions of dollars, although it, it could. I mean, we are fortunate enough, both you and I, as we've talked about in the show, we're, we're pretty open about it. You know, I make more money now than I did when I was teaching. Substantially more money. Yeah. And so there's that freedom, but it, it's, financial freedom can also be broken down into that you're not relying on someone else for a paycheck, right? Like, yes, you can make more, but it's also the fact that the money that I'm making is is a direct result of the stuff that I am doing so that, you know, I, I can't really get fired. I mean, stuff can happen and, and it certainly does. It's a roller coaster, but, you know, I, I can't the next day be like, oh, well, you're out of a job and um, good luck, you know? So that type of freedom... Obviously, location freedom, which we just know as getting to live wherever we want. And the big one for me now, almost as much as location, I think, beginning was location, but time freedom, just like working when I want to work because, you know, we're on different sides of the world. You're in Norway. I'm here in Philadelphia. So the fact that we're recording a podcast together can only happen if we can work when we want, you know, and we're not kind of pigeonholed into certain times. So that can be one of the, the, the best benefits, like you said, and also one of the biggest challenges because you have to manage your own time. And uh, I tell you, I've been on this mission travel. I'm like, ah, I just want to start getting up earlier because that feeling of like the very few times when I get up at like 6.30 or 7 and I, you know, have a good breakfast and get to work and it's like 9, I'm like, holy crap, I've done so much and I have the all this whole part of the day left. That happens like barely ever. You know, I'm like, I wish yeah, I could say once every hundred days. Yeah. Like I wish that could happen. And that's when I'm jet lagged. It's yeah. when I'm jet lagged and I go to another country. Yeah. Where I come home. I wake up at 5 a.m. I feel great for like the first two days. <laughs> and then it's back to the, you know, to snoozing until noon or, or not noon. Well, sometimes, but nine oh, or nine. I'm a huge. Up. Are you a snooze guy? Like hitting the button all the time? It never used to be. And now oh, I, I've fallen into the snooze trap. It's um, the worst. The best is not waking up to alarm clock though, right? Right. Like I I have been recently because I've, I've wanted to, because there's reasons, you know, I want to get up, but it's, it's cool that I don't have to. Like there was one time where I started work at 3 PM and, uh, and then I worked to like seven or eight. I don't even remember, but you know, it just happened. Like I wanted to go out with Heather for lunch. Like there's different things coming up. So anyway, those three freedoms are a big part. And I think the reason that we're kind of going off on this is the fact that, We've now taught people through these other three video or uh, three podcasts, and we should say there's a video series that goes along with this, um, which which people, when we launch Location Indie, um, and when you join the email newsletter list, like you'll be able to get this video series, and it's professionally shot and edited. It's awesome, and we dive really deep into these topics, and we teach you how to do it. Whereas the podcast is a little more um, anecdotal, right? We're telling you stories of how, of how we did certain things, so you want to check that out. But the first three, we, we told you how to build a location-independent lifestyle or lifestyle business in one weekend. But it all boils down to, like again, the big why. And then what happens is once you do that and you get a business or, or you get your first client, you want to make it sustainable, right? Like everything we've talked about is good, but not good if it lasts for one month and then you have to go back to your regular life, right? Yeah. And here's the thing to remember, I think, because one of the things we talked about way back in the first part of this lifestyle launch series is being scared of picking the right thing or whatever. And just keep in mind, whatever you do with whatever you're going to launch with this new income stream, 
like we said in the beginning, doesn't mean you have to do it forever. Just think about like the core skills and the core principles you're learning just by doing it. You know, those can transfer over to other services you can offer or other businesses you're going to start. So like, again, if you're just like, well, I just wanted to get this going, but I have other ideas for other things, or maybe like, all right, I have some, you know, after a while, maybe you have some more confidence, you want to do something a little more premium, or you would charge more, whatever, you're still learning the fundamentals of uh, how to run your own business. And we qualified that by saying, a business is just, you know, having if you have one client, and they pay you money, you have a business, you know, it's your own freelance um, business where you offer a service or you teach something or whatever. Um, congratulations, you're in business, you know, it doesn't have to be some big entity or some crazy thing. Yeah, you don't have to be an apple of the world, right? Or anything like that. A business just means you're making money doing something. And uh, in the first three videos, which are the first three podcasts and videos, which we hope you've seen already, podcast one, we talked about how to find your number one skill or pick an idea, either whether you have none or you have way too many, which you know happens to a lot of us, the way too many one and the none one. Um, and then podcast two, we talked about you know finding people to to get this out to and making power friends. Podcast three, we talked about creating the offer, like what it, what are you actually going to offer people and what are they going to pay you for. And then here on this fourth one, we're, we're going to take it a step further. So we said, all right, we're going to have you launch a location-independent income stream in a weekend. So you've done that from those first three things. But now it becomes sustainability. Like, what is the next process? Because we wanted to get you to start. And if you're listening to this, hopefully you have. And if you haven't, please, please, please go back and listen to those first three podcasts and take those action steps. Because... Listening to what we're saying now is not going to be near as impactful until you've actually done it and and do it in a weekend. It can be done. We've seen people do it and we've done it. But now it's like, all right, what's the next? How do I make this sustainable? And so this comes from like, Jay, how do I get more clients? Like, you know, you've signed, we, we use photo editing because that's what we used in in podcast three, right? So you, you've done photo editing for one or two people. It went well. What do you do to get more clients and how do you get this like thing rolling now that you've started it? Well, I mean, I think one of the biggest advantages when you have even a single client and you always over deliver, right? Over deliver, like just number one rule. We like to say uh, surprise and delight, or maybe somebody says that and we stole it. I don't know. But like, so try to aim for like surprising and delighting your clients or your customers over deliver to the point where they're like, what oh, this, this person's awesome. Like, I can't believe it. And they're going to recommend you to other people or eventually people will recommend you to other people. It's totally crazy how word of mouth works. And I mean, this happened with Chris, our podcast editor, and we can use him as an example. He was living down in Brazil. Uh, I found him online, started editing. He started editing my podcast. I'm like, this guy's great. Travis, you hit me up one day. You're like, dude, do you know anybody that can edit podcasts? I can't do this anymore. I was like, here, get in touch with Chris. And then you've recommended changed my life. Literally changed my yeah. life. Yeah. I mean, you've recommended to a bunch of people now. I've recommended to a bunch of people. Uh, Chris, you're listening to this, obviously. Thank you so much. And hopefully, um, you know, we're always recommending you in good faith because you do such an awesome job. And we're more than happy to send you uh, more business your way. And we love to do it. And that's a great example in, in real life of like how quickly you can get more clients. Like just with getting, you never know who that one person is who's going to introduce you to like another person. And then collectively you end up getting introduced to like 50 more people. And what's so key, Trav, is becoming a hardcore 
listener and really as opposed to a hardcore rapper hardcore hardcore i like that word hardcore yeah hardcore, <laughs> hardcore. you're hardcore in everything you do jay so <laughs> You're a Ooh, hardcore listener, yeah. hardcore rapper. I'm hardcore. Uh, I'm hardcore when I parkour. Remember when we parkour over in Boulder? <laughs> yeah, we kept see? yelling. See, I'm already stringing together some rhymes. And we, we, yeah, we kept yelling hardcore parkour and jumping over. Not really <laughs> jumping over. More like jumping onto benches and then not being able to jump over them. I'm hardcore we're too old. when I'm parkour. My name is Jason Moore. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I totally botched that. Anyway, um, no hardcore listening. Whoever you're working with, be sure that you're taking copious notes in your head, at least when you're working with them, to understand really what it is about the problem that you're solving, why on a human level they want to work with you. Just really have your antennas up to listen to what their pain points are, to things they have problems with. Uh, you could even get on, you know, if you're having sessions over Skype or whatever it is, or you do client calls, you'd be like, hey, do you mind if I record this? I want to make sure that uh, I continually improve and I don't. I want to make sure I can listen back to this in case I forget or if I have any other questions later. You can use the Ecamm call recorder software, which is the same one that we use for Mac or Pamela for PCs. And you can record your calls and just make sure you, you ask a lot of open-ended questions and listen to what they're saying. And also, if you do a good job, be sure to ask them for a testimonial because you can use those later. Definitely. I, I never did this in the beginning and I still struggle with doing it sometimes because I forget. But if you are hopping on with a client or you have someone who's willing to pay you or even if it's a free thing, whatever it is, yeah, record it. You never know when you're going to use it again for your own purposes, for going back and figuring out what it was that, that they were like really wowed by. But also even for putting on like like to show potential clients again, you know, you could say, "Hey, I did I do thirty minute video conference calls to figure out what's best for you right off the bat." You know, here's a one minute version of that, just so they see it. Like it's just building up proof that you actually do that. So um, that's a great suggestion, Jay. And the testimonial thing is really cool as well because we we touched on this a little bit in podcast 3 but getting testimonials it's one thing for us to sit here and say oh yeah like you should join the location indie community we have this community that helps people become location independent like yeah it's great maybe you like us and you agree with that but if you hear someone else tell you that that is in the same position as you, maybe someone who hasn't started and they come on and they say, Hey, before um, I started becoming location independent, like I didn't know what to do. I didn't know my first step. I joined location indie. Now I have accountability. That's much more powerful because it's someone who's in your position. So whenever you can ask for testimonials, we like to ask for video testimonials, but it doesn't even have to be that, you know, just get written testimonials, anything that you can put up. It's, it's just going to really help people who are looking to join either either purchase your product or, or get your service. It just gives them a really good sense of of what you do. Yeah. And this is like you said, I mean, I I think a lot of people we're mentioning this now because even if it's just your first or second or third client on this particular service or whatever, do it early because we neither of us did. No, <laughs> you know, not it's at one all. of those things where you just, you know, you just stick it in the folder. You know, you stick it in a folder and you save it and you can use it you know, whenever you want a given, as long as they gave you permission to use it and everything like that. I mean, here's a perfect example. I had frequent, I've had frequent flyer bootcamp, my product over at extra pack of peanuts for three and a half years. And I've never up until like 
you know, a half year ago, so three years in, I never asked anyone for a testimonial. I have no idea why, you know? I mean, I mean, people would say, hey, we really like this. You know, these testimonies will come up kind of like as we would chat or in the Facebook group or an email, but I never said, can you, can you give me one? And that was such a dumb mistake because, you know, that's the real big key is getting people, as we said, to be a champion for you. And one of the ways they can give you a testimonial, they can tell their friends. You can we you can offer them stuff for testimonials as well. Like you can just say, a really good friend of mine does this well. She has a testimonial contest. And so people have to shoot her video testimonials and she gives away a prize for the best video testimonial. And then she gives away a prize for one random one too. So that, you know, you don't feel like you have to make the best video. You still have a shot of winning. But it's not that she's paying them to give her a testimony. She just saying, if you do it, you you might also win a prize. And that's kind of cool because people yeah. are putting out time and effort for you. So that's that's big picture down the road type stuff. Yeah. But. And uh, you might notice, I mean, we still haven't talked about like having a website or a blog, right? Right. Like, All this can be done without that. Yeah. I mean, even if you want to have a basic service, my services page, you can go to like squarespace.com or something like that and, and make a very basic website probably in a couple hours doesn't have to be custom built and everything but you know i was just talking to somebody about this recently and uh we were just talking about like business and how to grow his business and this was james james i don't want to say his last name but he's in he was in location indie you know he's basically like one of the hundred thousand james (laughs) in the world he's like i'm really surprised to hear what you're saying you know i'm paraphrasing uh, because it had nothing to do with my website. It was like all business building stuff. I was like, make a spreadsheet, like contact these people, try to find people that have all, you know, it was, it was a whole session. But anyway, he was just surprised I didn't talk about website or blog, anything really. And right now at this point, I think that's encouraging because I think when you're online, you're looking around, you can get psyched out with think, Oh my God, these people are so far ahead of me. And like this, you know, they have this blog and they got all this SEO traction. They're on Google and the first page and everything. It's like, Let's just offer this service to start making some location dependent income, get some more clients and, you know, see where it goes. Yeah, not everyone is going to be making money off a of blog. In fact, in we did a whole session on this to the location in the community about a blog. Your blog shouldn't be the way that you're going to make money. It might be a marketing tool. And, and perfect example, we've got a friend. Both of us have a really good friend. She has no blog. She offers coaching. She's a, she's a coach for like a business coach. Something. No blog, nothing. She just she started by reaching out to people she knew, and then it's grown. And she just told us um, today that she just made six figures in December and in January, like six figures a month in December, six figures a month in January. That's insane. She doesn't have a blog. It's now a nicer site, but it, to be fair, it used to be a really ugly site, but she's been very successful because it's not, she didn't sit there and focus on building her website and writing blog posts about how to be a coach or how to build a business. What she did was started going out and offering her service, doing it very well, People were like, she rocks. She's helped me with my business. She's helped me make X amount more of my business. And it just went and went and went. And she doesn't ever have to like record podcasts or, or create content or anything like that because her service is coaching. Yeah. And of course, it's going to depend on what you're offering. But same principles apply. You know, it sounds like it's like those old school business principles, I guess, in a way. Like, you know, having, you know, just taking good care of people 
getting to know people, making sure you stay in touch with people. And we should talk about, you know, the reality a little bit down the road, which is uh, what Seth Godin calls the dip. And this is one thing, you know, we're saying, well, what happens after this weekend? Well, this sounds all great. Yeah, I'm going to keep getting more clients, make more money, and then I'll go travel. It's like, eventually you hit walls, many walls, and you're not sure what to do. And it's confusing and it's frustrating or you don't feel like doing it for a period of time. Whatever the case is, uh, Seth Godin refers to this as the dip. And it, it's something that happens to everybody. So we're just giving you fair Sometimes warning. Sometimes multiple times a day. <laughs> yeah. We're just giving you fair warning that, that that's normal and it will happen. You know, one of the things I think that gets me through dips is, uh, and I think it's the same for you. I'm going to, I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm going to ha- use a little intuition well, we share, here. We share one brain. I'm going to take a gamble here. When you really approach the work with that service mentality of like, you're really helping others in some way. I think that really helps to get you out of bed in the morning on the days when you might be struggling with other things, knowing that, you know, you're going to be helping people in this way or that way. Um, and just thinking about it from that perspective, I think really gets, gets at least helps me get through the dips. Yeah, it, it definitely helps looking at taking a step back and looking at the impact that you've had. And, you know, again, this isn't like from people who are saying, oh, we, you know, we've had crazy impacts for last. We're not Tony Robbins who's changed, you know, the lives of millions of people, whoever you are, whether it's you've had one client or a thousand clients, it, it always helps me to take a step back. Sometimes it's a whole day. Sometimes it's more than a day. Sometimes it's an hour. It doesn't matter. And just say, what have I accomplished? Like, what have I accomplished in the last month or two months? And what have the people I've helped accomplish? And that always helps, you know? And on top of that, the thing that helps me the most, and, and this is kind of what we're what we're driving at at some point, this podcast is is the is having others around me to help me through those dips. We talk a lot about surrounding yourself with with people who can help push you to the next level, and that's a huge huge part of it. Like without Jason, I never would have started Location Indie um, with him. I, you know, we never would have had this podcast. We never would have done all this. So you're pushing each other to other levels, and you're spurring each other on, but. You're also there to help them up when they just feel like crap, you know, like yes, <laughs> like me the other day when I texted yeah, you. I, I mean, basically, Jay and I are great because we're on like an every other day schedule where like one day someone one feels good, the other doesn't. And yeah, Jay texted me and I was feeling good. I'm like, listen, man, ever since 2016 started, I felt great. Like I feel this good balance. And I was just like kind of telling him why and, and maybe what he could do. And it really helped. And then, but you know, towards the end of 2015, I was all out of sorts and like frustrated and stressed. And you were helping me through it. So, surrounding yourself with other people, I mean, the community aspect, or at least like at least one other person, but preferably a, a group. And we kind of have a group now. Like you and I are really close, but we also have a the location in the community, and we also have other people in our really in our core group. That's been. I could never do it. Like I would have been driven myself crazy a year and a half ago if I didn't have people to shout myself. Yeah, especially like for this community. Like if you love to travel and you want to do this and wander and everything and you're working online, like it's not like you live somewhere, you can go to a co-working space every day, you can make other colleague friends who are doing this type of work. It's like you're probably going to be traveling or at some point you're on the go and the online work can get pretty lonely, which is was the genesis, the entire genesis for the location indie community is we wanted to create the community that, you know, so we could meet people and like hang and they could, we could all go through this together, help each other grow and everything. 
that Travis uh, talked about. Another business cliche, like build something that solves your own problems. (laughs) And so our own problems, we're like, where do we find people who can relate to our crazy idea of traveling, living and working anywhere in the world? Like we both, we found each other. Two minute warning. (laughs) We found each other haphazardly. We've told that story before, but we wanted more. Like, like, ah, well, there's only two of us. Can we find more? And, um, and that's why we built Location Indie. So your action item, right? Well, we got to give them an action item. Well, yeah. I mean, this is going to be, you know, find a community or an accountability partner or start a mastermind group. That's a whole other thing. We could, we should probably do a separate podcast on what a mastermind group is, but you can Google mastermind group. That was one of the first things I did. And that, that was like a huge difference maker. And that's what sold me on community and just having the surrounding yourself with other people and bringing each other up. I mean, it's so huge. And whether you're doing it through like meetup.com at first or like Travis, I mean, you had a good suggestion, just like make a pact with one person even. I think that should be their action. Like, like I want to be really specific with this. Find at least one other person that you're going to commit to every other week getting on the phone or getting on Skype or whatever it is, but like talking, not just emailing and discuss where you are in this process. And uh, Jason and I do that now. Every Monday we hop on and we do it. Um, we also have another, a, a, a little bit bigger of a group. And then we have the location in the community where we do stuff like that too. But that is your actionable, your freedom task, right? Is find one person and commit to at least every other week hopping on the phone and talking to them for at least half an hour about and, and, and helping each other out. You're not going to survive on your own. Like we have been there, we've done it. It's been really, really hard. So um, yeah, I mean, over the long term, it's just we we're talking about making it sustainable. Yeah, you just got to have those those people around, you know. Yeah. So I think the big takeaways from here are, you know, make sure you over deliver for people in the beginning because you want to keep this sustainable. Over deliver. Look for ways to get more clients. Ask for testimonials. The time is up. You know, be a hardcore listener for sure. Find out what people want and then make sure to surround yourself with people who are going to motivate you. And, and when you hit that dip, help you up. I, I, time is up. We're going to sneak this in here a little bit because this is really awesome. We're going to give you a little look inside of LI. And there is a, a new person who just joined who is such an inspiration to me. And that is Micah. And I, I don't know if you've met... Micah joined the LI community. So big props to Micah three days ago. And he wrote this really long intro. But here's the stuff I wanted to pull out from it. He's 17 years old. So we already talked about in one of the podcasts, we were not entrepreneurs at young ages. So don't feel like you have to be. This is like showing you the other side. He's 17 years old. He already has... He's a small scale entrepreneur who sells jewelry, has his own jewelry line, and he's looking to start his own clothing line. And here is an actual verbatim thing from the, the intro that he did. He said, knowledge speaks, wisdom listens, insight acts. That's a 17-year-old who's saying that. So um, he's pretty he's crazy. Pro- he is the youngest location indie. He's, I mean, we have a variety of people of all ages and walks of life in here. That's unbelievable. It, it's unbelievable. He at fifteen he started college. So again, this is this is someone who's on the other scale. We said we were not the entrepreneurs at a young age. We didn't start anything until like our late twenties. But Micah is doing it at seventeen, which is really cool. My question to you to end the podcast is: When you were seventeen, what was the thing that you had done that you were most proud of? Oh man! Oh, 
And I'll let you think because I I, I, I knew I was going to ask you this question, so I'll go first because I had to rack my brain because to be honest, <laughs> That's not I was like, I was 17. I, um, I probably had just gotten my first real job as a waiter. I, I was a lazy, lazy teenager, man. I mean, I played sports and I did all uh, types of extracurriculars, but I was not motivated. Like, I didn't like doing homework and I definitely didn't work like a job to make money that. But I do have one thing that I was proud of doing. When I was 17, I got a car for $150 called Civico <laughs> yes. Magnifico. I love this story. It was a gold Civic and I spray painted the bumper later on when I was 20. Uh, that said Civico Magnifico across the back bumper. But I learned to drive a stick shift car. It was my first car. It was cheap. I had to learn how to drive a stick shift car. I had never done it before. And um, I was really, really bad for like four weeks. I mean, to the point that I took a girl on a date and I stalled out in the parking lot. Oh, sure. You stalled out in the parking lot. (laughs) Listen, I wish it was anything other than me out. actually not being able to start the car. Um, twenty-five minutes in this, <laughs> twenty-five minutes in the parking lot of a pizza place. I continued to stall out. I, I thought I had it down, right? Like it had been three weeks. I'm like, I can finally take someone in my car, dude. It was awful. She's like, it's okay. I'm like, no, this is probably Were you the most embarrassing. Shake I've ever and everything been. was it like? Uh, it was to the point where I'm like. I'm going to have to get out of the car, call someone on my cell phone I don't have because it doesn't exist. So like walk into the pizza place, ask my mom to come drive her car and drive my car home so we could get out of there. That's what I thought was going to have to happen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I knew how to drive a stick shift eventually at 17 years old. That was the thing I was most proud Sounds of. Sounds like a really magnificent car. <laughs> the car but was great. My skills were not. You still have the bumper for that car, don't you? I do. It's at my f- best friend's parents' house, the bumper to my old car from now 15 years ago. <laughs> well, I'll say really quick, you know, we've been joking about this rap stuff because it is funny and I'm not really a rapper, really, although I, I did. We did make rap songs. We had fun with it. And honestly, looking back, you know, we like my buddy dug up some of our old mixes and like some of the songs we made and stuff. And I am proud of that. We that we took the time to do that and and you know, do something creative and kind of like just have fun with it. And like, we actually, you know, performed at some sweet 16 parties and stuff like that. Like stuff that was scary to do when you're 17 years old. And I mean, I would be scared even like maybe now, I don't know. Uh, I just think that was, I, I am proud that we, that we did that and like getting into music in that way. And I still love music and I'm not like one of these naturally talented musicians, but I have, I do play guitar I just love music. So it was, uh, well, it's creating cool. something. And isn't that why we love this th- building our own businesses? Because it's like something tangible that we can say we've done, whether, whether we do it for the rest of our lives or whether it's like something like the rap, even though you're always a rapper, as you told me last podcast, you know, but you don't do it anymore, but you still had it. Like that was a point in your life where you were spending time creating something, even if it was just for fun versus, like laying around doing nothing. Yeah, well, I did a lot of that too. Don't get me right. wrong. Well, of course. But, um... And that's why we share one brain. So, <laughs> um, no, it's awesome. And Jay, I will say the first time you show, uh, you made me listen to your rap, I was pleasantly surprised. You were pretty good back then, man. For a white MC, a white 17-year-old MC, not so bad. 
Oh, that song. Uh, I don't know. That might have been a more recent song. <laughs> okay. A white 34-year-old MC. Who knows? Um, so there you guys go. If you want to um, learn more about surrounding yourself with a community of people, as you know, we, we co-founded Location Indie for our own selfish purposes of having other people like us in a community. Uh, you, can, uh, uh, you can text Location Indie, all one word. That's Location I-N-D-I-E to 33444. So pull out your phone, text location indie, all one word to 33444. That'll get you a newsletter. You'll also be able to get the video series that accompanies this. We went over our 30 minutes, I know, but at least we were uh, we we're telling you some what we consider funny stories from, from when we were 17. So Micah, congrats for everything that you've done at the age of 17. We were not nearly as successful, so we're playing catch up now. And uh, everyone listening, thanks for the support. Um, we'd love to hear what you think about the podcast. You can tweet us at Location Indie or let us know at team at locationindie.com. This was awesome. Get an accountability partner. Peace. See ya.